But we're all good. You guys can hear me? Back there, y'all can hear me? In the computer? All right. So I was excited to start this series last week, and I showed up to staff meeting on that Wednesday morning, and Drew can attest to this. I showed up, and I wasn't feeling 100%. And uh, I left staff meeting for a moment to run to the restroom, and when I came back, as I walked in the door, Tim Evans looked at me and said, time out. He threw up a big X and said, he said, are you feeling sick? I said, yeah, I'm not feeling great. He said, you get out of here. You go straight home. So I left. It's not COVID, but it was a, it was a 24-hour stomach virus, stomach bug. Y'all ever had those? I think I'd rather have COVID than that. How long did it last? It, so it lasted somewhere around like 24 hours. That's it's somewhere around there. It lasted somewhere around that time frame. All right. So the next day, that Thursday, I felt a whole lot better. But on Wednesday last week, I was not feeling well at all. So I appreciate y'all letting me have uh, that evening off. But I'm excited to be in the, uh, the Scripture today. I'm really thrilled to be back. I love being able to uh, have... Drew and or Brad or or all of our, our guys come up and I love having them share with you and talk with you and open up the word and to be able to preach and teach and I love hearing them do it but it always just fires me up and gets me ready to be able to stand back in front of you and so what we're going to do for the next three weeks so this week and then the two weeks upcoming we're going to talk about creation, all right? And you guys know what I mean when I say creation, right? All right? You don't know what I mean when I say creation. Well, when I say creation, I am talking about those things which are created. Oh. Oh. Aha. Aha. So that's what we'll be talking about is those things that are Created. Now, what is created? Everything. There's actually, there's something that's not created. God. Remember, you've got, uh, if you remember back to, to Drew's points, you've got, there's God and there's not God. The only thing that is not created is God. Everything else was created. You were created this building was created, trees and plants and animals. All of that was created. There's one thing that is uncreated. We'll get to that in a little bit, okay? So I've titled just this one, In the Beginning, all right? What is that a reference to? Genesis. Genesis, Genesis chapter 1. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. And if you want to, you can look at your study guide because the words are right there. But Genesis chapter 1, 1 through 3 tells us this. In the beginning, God. Let's stop right there. Let's stop before we go any further. And let's just look at that. Those four words are maybe some of the coolest 
words ever spoken. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Not in the beginning people, not in the beginning uh, plants, not in the beginning the sun, not in the beginning anything else, but in the beginning, God. So immediately you have right there in the beginning, God. The thing that's not created. The thing that exists all on His own. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. How many of you have heard those verses before? How many of you have heard them like a lot before? Yeah. What do these verses tell you? God created stuff, right? God created everything. He created the heavens and the earth. That there was nothing on the earth. The earth was, form, was without form and void unless God did something about it. There was only darkness over the face of the deep unless God did something about it. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. There was nothing in the waters. There was nothing, there was nothing anywhere if not for God. And it also tells us, God said, let there be light, and there was light. So what we're going to do tonight... We are going to look at the most basic, fundamental element of creation. We're going to look at the most, the very first story in the Bible, the very first look at creation, because it is worthwhile taking time to study it. These verses are hated, are despised by the world. Why would somebody hate this story? Yeah, they say there is no God, and this says that there is a God, and not only is there a God, but that God is the one who made me, even though I don't believe in a God. Have you guys ever spoken with someone who claims to be an atheist? Yeah? When you speak with someone who is an atheist, what do you know about them? If they say, I'm an atheist, what do you know about that person? They don't believe in God. In fact... That word, atheist, tells you exactly what they're doing. Their cards are all on the table before they even start playing the game. What is a theist? Do you guys know what a theist is? What's a theist? Yeah, someone, it doesn't have to be the God of the Bible, just someone who believes in any God, right? A theist is someone who believes in God, a higher power. To have, put that little letter, that A, in front of it, to say, I'm an atheist, what does that mean? It means what? An anti-theist. Yeah, it would be to say that I believe anything except for God. The crazy thing is that an atheist claims to be wise, an atheist claims to, to look at science, an atheist says, I don't believe in God, I believe in science. Has anybody in here ever heard that be said? I don't believe in God, I believe in science. 
But an atheist says, I'll believe in science unless science points to God. That's not following the scientific method. It's not being a scientist. By saying they are an atheist, they are actually telling you there's one thing that science, even if science tells me, even if science proves it, even if science says with a great big neon sign, this proves God. An atheist tells you by their name, I will not believe it. That's not someone who believes in science. That's someone who will not believe in God. Now, atheists are very intelligent, they're very smart, but they will not. It's not that they cannot see it. It's that they have made the decision they will not believe in God. It's more like an ostrich who sticks his head in the dirt. You guys, y'all know that illustration, how an ostrich will do that? Why does it do that? Because it's scared. Well, what does it do for that ostrich to stick its head in the sand? It's... It doesn't do anything for him, but why does the ostrich do it? Because it doesn't, it, if I can't see it, it can't see me. It's like a child playing hide and seek with their mom and dad. I'm going to count to three and you go hide. All right, one, two, three. And when you open your eyes, that little child is just sitting there like this and saying, You can't see me, daddy. It's blinding yourself to a reality. What we are going to do tonight is we are going to take a look at how God created things, what He did to create it, the order in which He created it. We're going to look at the why. Why would God do it? We're going to look at... We're going to look at Maybe the difference in how he created things. And we are going to spend just a little bit of time, just a little bit of time, looking at why an atheist would bury their head in the sand. But we're going to mainly focus on our Genesis account. So how many days did it take God to create everything? How many days? Did not take seven. It took six days to create everything. Uh... So why are there seven days in a week? Well, I'm glad you asked. We'll get to it. But on day one, who knows what God created? Who knows what He created? What is it? It's right there on your study guide. And God said, let there be light. On day one, God created light. Someone... Read, we're going to be in Genesis a lot, okay? We're also going to be in the Psalms a lot later on. Someone read, I'll read Genesis 1, 3 through 5 this time, but in the future I want you all to read some of these verses, okay? Let me read Genesis 1, 3 through 5. It says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Let me unpack a few things that are going on there, okay? There are people who believe that the earth is billions, trillions of years old. I actually don't believe that, 
Okay, I, I don't believe that science definitively proves that. All right, I believe that it's younger than that. And the reason why I believe it's younger than that is because um, carbon dating has proved itself to be, uh, to be messed up time and time again, uh, which is where we get the billions of years. And why would we need billions of years to, why, why, would, why would these people say the earth has to be billions of years? Why would they say that? Evolution. Evolution. The only way for evolution in their minds to have taken place is if you've got billions of years. There's no reason to believe in that old of an earth unless you just have to believe in evolution. An atheist has to believe in evolution. I guess that's not true. An atheist could, I guess, believe that aliens popped us down here, but... And I have actually heard that before, not from an atheist. You have? It's wild, isn't it? When they said it, did they say it with a straight face? Were you able to keep a straight face when they said it? Because I want, and they said, no, it was aliens. And I, oh. Aliens. Okay. So, day one, God created light. Now, there are some Christians who sit there and they say, well, maybe God created everything, but maybe He used evolution. Now, I'm not going to ever yell at anybody who believes that or anything like that, but I'll tell you where I stand on that. I don't see that. I don't think that's true at all. The reason for that is right here in these verses. Day one, God created light. Genesis 1, 3 through 5. See if you can tell me where we get the idea that maybe this wasn't a billions of years or a millions of years creating of light. Maybe it was just a one day creating light. God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness He called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Why might I think this is an actual 24-hour, day-long period? Why? Because the Bible says that it is. The Bi but specifically where? It does. It absolutely does. But where specifically in these verses did it say it? Yeah, there was evening and there was morning on the first day. I don't know about you, but I, when I go through a day, you've got one evening and you've got one morning in a day. That sounds like a 24-hour period. There is one evening and there is one morning in every day. Huh? There is one evening and there is one morning per day. I do believe that that solves that dilemma. I believe God created it. He created light on day one. And when I say day one, I do mean a day. I'm not saying like it was a thousand years for him to create light, that light evolved. I'm saying that it was a, it was a day. All right? What about day two? What did God create on day two? Does anybody know? What did God create on day two? I'm glad you asked. On day two, God created the atmosphere and the firmament. Alright? Firmament and atmosphere. So, let's walk through that. Someone read Genesis 1, 6-8 through 8 for us. Who's got that? Go for it. Yeah. And God said, let there be a 
Okay, so his translation does firmament. The, what does y'all's translation say? And God said, let there be an expanse. And he said, in the midst of the firmament is what you read. What does it say here? Let there be an expanse in the midst of the... Genesis 1, verses 6 through... In the midst of the waters. In the midst of the waters. And let it separate the waters from the waters. What in the world is that? What is separating waters from waters? What is a different firmament of waters? Yes, ma'am, Miss Ava. What is that? The sky. The sky. Okay, so the sky. Yes, it's talking about the sky, and it's talking about the water on the earth that is dividing out the atmosphere, the firmament on the ground versus the firmament in the air, the atmosphere versus the water on the ground. But when you look up at the sky, do you look up and say, man, look at the water in the sky? No, so what is this talking about? Huh? It's not talking about land. Yes, sir? Hmm? It is talking about, so... Yeah, he said, he said to separate, uh, he said, and God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. God called the expanse heaven. Okay? Heaven. A long time ago, you had the idea of, of a, a, a three-tier heaven. The sky was the first heaven. The sun, moon, and stars, the galaxy, that was the heavens. Uh, that was the second-tier heaven. And then you had heaven where God dwelled, and that was the third heaven. Does that make sense? So they're sitting there, and they're talking about this sky. Now, it is a crazy thing to think of, but God in the beginning, created the earth with an atmosphere that was very different than the way we have now. It never used to rain. Never, never, never used to rain. It tells us that in Genesis 2. Never used to rain. In fact, every day there would be a thick mist every morning. So much so that you could go out into the mist, you could take a bucket of water, and you could scoop up a bucket full of water in the bucket. The Bible tells us this. Genesis chapter 2, it tells us this. I'm not making it up, alright? So, why do we have rain today? Why do we have that coming today? God created a firmament of waters around the earth in the beginning. God created the firmament of waters on the earth. And at the flood of Noah, that first firmament, the atmospheric firmament, it collapsed on top of the world. That's where that came from. So on day two, God created the firmament and the atmosphere. All right? And how long did it take him? It took him millions of years to do that? No. It took 24 hours because it says there was morning, there was evening and there was morning on the second day. What about day three? What is day three? What did he create on day three? Plants? Where is he going to put the plants? But he hasn't. So on day three, God created dry ground and plants. He did create plants, but he also created dry ground. All right? Dry ground and plants. That's important. That is when you said, wait a minute, so there's two different waters, they're separated out waters. He's got to be talking about land. Well, it can't be talking about land because the next day is when he creates land. 
So that's what informs us about the atmosphere versus uh, the, the ferment on the earth. So he creates dry ground and plants. Thank goodness, because none of us in here are fish. We need dry ground. We need plants. Someone read for us Genesis chapter 1, 9 through 13. Someone get that for me. Who wants it? Who wants it? Go for it. Yeah. That's okay. It kind of repeats it. Yielding seed according to their own kinds. Yeah. Alright. A 24 hour period and we see the seas are separated out so that dry land appears and all of a sudden it starts sprouting vegetation. That is awesome. That is amazing to think about. What about day four? What did God create on day four? Fish. What do you think He created? Sun, moon, stars. stars, Fish, people, birds. Yeah? It's right here. He created that computer. Alright, day four, God created sun, moon, and stars. Sun, moon, and stars. Day four, God created sun, moon, and stars. Now, this is interesting. Let me read to you. I'm going to read to you Genesis 1, 14 through 19. Let me read it really quickly. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning on the fourth day. Now, God did that in a day. He created sun, moon, and stars, all the things that you see when you look up into the night sky. And here's the crazy thing about it. Do you guys think there's maybe a weird order there? Because I do. On day one, what did God create? Light. On day one, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And the sun and the moon and the stars didn't come until what day? Day four. That blows my mind. Because when you get up in the morning, it's going to be bright outside, hopefully, if it's another beautiful day like today. You'll see light. If you walk outside right now, you'll see the moon, you'll see the stars, there will be a lesser light. But where did the light come from before? Wherever God wanted it. From God Himself. 
light came. What about day five? What did God create then? People and creatures? Fish and birds? You do what you're going to say. All right. Day five, God created birds and sea creatures. Boom. There it was. All right. Birds and sea creatures. He knew day five. You had day five, right? You were all over day five. You were all over like a cheap suit. All right. In the beginning, you had called, I'll say birds and sea creatures, right? All right. So we've got all of these things that have been created. You've got light, you've got the atmosphere, the seas, the ferments, you've got the dry ground, the plants, you've got the sun, moon, and stars, now we've got birds and sea creatures. Someone read Genesis 1, 20-23. Yes, ma'am, I'll let you get the next one. You had the answer, I'll let, you get, I'll let her get the verses. Go for it, Miss May. All right, how many evenings, how many mornings on the fifth day? Just one. We're talking about an actual day, a 24-hour period. God created birds and sea creatures on day five. And they fill up the oceans. They fill up the skies. And he tells them, be fruitful and multiply. In other, in other words, make more. He wants them to, to fill it up even more. What about day six? What did God create then? Animals, livestock, people, shmumans, shmumans. Day six, God created land animals and humans. Land animals and humans. Humans? Humans. All right. Just for the sake of time, I'm going to read it to you, Genesis 1, 24 through 31. Because this is a long one, you will have one. Okay, I promise. You will have one. All right? There's, there's plenty of verses that are about to come up. All right? Genesis 1, 24 through 31. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kind, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kind. And it was so, and God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image. Let me stop right there. You guys notice anything funny about the way God said that? God said, let us make man in our own image. Let us make man in our image. What's interesting about that? Our. Our. Is that what you were going to say? How many gods are there? Then God said, how many gods? One, one God, then God, singular, said, let us, plural, make man in our, plural, image. You've got one God, three persons, just like you heard from Drew. Then God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, 
God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with the seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life. I have given every plant for food and it was so and God saw everything that he had made. Behold, it was very good. There was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Now in just a minute I'm going to pull out because something different happens in what I just read than all the rest of the creation account. Alright? I'll pull it out here in a little bit. What about day seven? What did God do on day seven? On day seven... On day seven, God rested from His work. Logan, why don't you go ahead? We hit Genesis 2, 1 through 3 for me. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything, and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished His work of creation, so He rested from all of His work. And God blessed the seventh day and cleared it holy because it was the day when He rested from all of His work of creation. Alright, so here's the thing, guys. You just walked through the first seven days of anything other than God. The first seven days of creation. You just walked through it. But there's a couple of questions that have to come up here, okay? A few of them, we've got to zip through these and fly through these, all right? Now, one of the big questions that rises up is why did God create everything? I'm not going to give you the answer yet. But there are some answers that have come out there. Some people say that God needed us. Does God need us? He does not. Because in the beginning, who? God. In the beginning, God. Not in the beginning, anything else. In the beginning, God. God doesn't need us. God was in the beginning without us, and God could be fine in the end without us. God doesn't need us. Here's another theory that gets thrown out there. God was very lonely. I mean, have you guys ever had to be alone for an entire day? For a day, it might be nice. But have you ever had to be alone for two days, three days, a week? Some of you might have. It starts to get lonely. Maybe God was lonely, and so God wanted to create, and He wanted to make things. Is that the reason why God would create everything? No. How many gods? One God. One God. How many persons? Three. One God, three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. There was nothing missing in his relationship with himself. In fact, there's no one he could be closer to or love more than himself and the persons of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He certainly wasn't lonely. So then why? Why did God create everything? The answer is very 
very simple and it's very clear from Scripture. Why would He create everything? Well, throw it up there because creation is made to glorify God. Someone open up to Psalm 19.1. Someone open up to Psalm 148.3-6. Who wants Psalm 19.1? You got that one, Casey? You got Psalm 19.1? Who wants Psalm 148.3-6? Who wants that one? Psalm 148. You got that one? Psalm 148, 3-6. Creation is made to glorify God. And while they're flipping to it, that word glorify gets tossed around a lot. Those of you who've been with me for a long time know that I have a very specific definition that helps us understand what the word glorify means. Okay? If creation, all of creation, is made to glorify God, we need to know what it means or what the word glorify means. So, what does it mean to glorify God? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, to make Him famous. To make God famous. Creation is made to glorify God. Creation is made to make God famous. So, in everything that we do, and everything that all creation does, it's pointing a finger to God and saying, He's the one that needs to be the focus of your attention. When you look at me, because I am God's creation, my purpose, the reason for my existence, is to point to God and to say, there He is. It's the same when you look at trees outside, when you look at fish in the water. Their purpose, ultimately, is to point a finger to God and say, there He is. And the Bible tells us this. Read Psalm 19.1 for me, please, sir. Heavens declare the what of God? The glory of God. The heavens. The sun, the moon, the stars, the atmosphere. Heaven itself. They declare the glory of God. They make God famous. What about Psalm 148, 3-6? This is actually... You guys just take time to read Psalm 148 on your own at some point. But uh, Psalm 148, 3-6. Who had that one? Was that, was that you, Andre? Yeah. All right. God created things and they are created to praise Him. If you keep reading, it says, you got to praise the Lord from the earth, sea creatures. And fire and hail and snow and mist and all these things fulfill His Word. They praise God. Everything, all of creation is glorifying God. It is making God famous. You guys have to wrap your minds around this, okay? Because if you wrap your mind around anything else about why would God create anything, if you focus in on something else, oh, it's because God loves us. Oh, it's because He was lonely. Oh, it's because He needs us. Oh, it's because of this, that, that. If you focus in on anything else other than glorifying God, then you're going to mess up at the very beginning your understanding of the whole rest of the Bible. Why did God create to glorify Him. 
to praise Him, to make Him famous. And here's the reality, okay? Number nine, the fact that there is creation tells us that there is a Creator. This is why the atheist, in my opinion, lays his cards on the table and he, 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 he plays his hand before the game's even started. Because he says, I will not believe in a God. I will not acknowledge God no matter what I see, no matter what someone tells me. I will not believe in God. I'll believe in anything else. I'll believe in aliens. I'll believe in evolution. I'll believe in, and you name it. They'll believe in anything else, but they will not believe in God. And the truth is that all you have to do to see evidence of a Creator, all you have to do to look out and say, yeah, maybe there is someone who created all this, is to look at, is to look at creation. I want someone to read Psalm 14.1 for me, and I'll read uh, Romans 1, 19-22. Who wants Psalm 14.1 for me? You got it for me? Okay. So whenever you are there, go ahead and read it for me. The fool says in his heart, there is no what? God. You can't look at the world around you and say it just happened as an accident. Not really. Here's what they'll do. Here's, here's what those people will do. They'll look at this and they'll say, evolution. And if you say, okay, well, there is, how old is the earth? Well, it's billions of years old. Okay, where was the earth before it was the earth? Uh, before those billions of years. Well, it was, a great big la uh, it was a great big mass of stuff, and then there was a big bang theory. Have you all heard that before? There was a big bang theory. Okay, where did that stuff come from? Because obviously, you're saying the earth is whatever billions of years old, so there was a time when it was not around. You're saying that there was a time when it was just something else, but where did that come from? Because it wasn't always there, so where did that come from? And all they can do is just push the timeline back. And eventually they get to the, well, there was nothing. And when they get to the point of there was nothing, and you say, okay, well, if there was nothing, then how did something just show up? Because I don't know if you know this or not, but nothing will never give you anything. Like, if you try to close your eyes and think about nothing, you can't do it. If you try to close your eyes and I say, all right, are you thinking of nothing? You say, yeah, I'm thinking of nothing. I say, describe it. And you say, all right, um, it's, it's black. It's, wait, 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 wait. Black's a color. That is something. Okay, um, well, it's dark. Wait, 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 wait. Darkness is the absence of light. That's something. You can't even describe nothing. And they'll tell you that all of a sudden nothing got something. 
That doesn't make sense. Richard Dawkins, a very, uh, I believe it was Richard Dawkins, maybe one of the leading voices in atheism today, he says, you, don't, you have to understand this, that for nothing to create something takes a very long time. What? Time is something, first of all. But no, nothing will ever make something. Nothing will only ever be nothing. That's why I'm saying they'll believe anything except for God. I mean anything except for God. When all they have to do is walk out the door and they see creation and it testifies to the reality that there is a creator. Let me read Romans chapter 1 very quickly, verses 19 through 22. It says this, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For His invisible attributes, namely His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became Fools. And yours said, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They claim to be smart. I don't believe in God. I believe in science. But they make themselves out to be fools because they can't even open their eyes to say, there's a Creator who created all of this creation up there. Lastly, I want to say this. Number 10, God spoke creation into existence. But He formed man in His image. The next couple of weeks, our focus is going to be on the creation of man. Of Adam and Eve for certain, but also of us. Because there's something different. There's something unique about that. God spoke and said, let there be light, and there was light. God spoke, and you had the atmosphere, and you had the waters. God spoke, and you had dry land and plants. God spoke, and there's sun, moon, and stars. God spoke, and there's sea creatures and birds. God spoke, and there's land animals, but with people, he formed them out of the dust of the ground. So the imagery is this he takes from the dust and he forms man. Why is that significant? Why is that different? Why does he do that uniquely? Huh? Yeah, he didn't speak it. He didn't just say humans. He formed it. That is significant. And it's only after that thing, that man, that person that he forms, it's only after that that he looks at creation and he says, this is very good. All of the other times when he would create things and the day would go by, he'd say, it's good. It's good. But after he takes his time and he forms man, he says it's very good. 
And it's tied up. It's wrapped up in what God said when he said, let us make man in our own image. There is something significant. There is something special. There is something remarkable about what he did. Not about us necessarily because we're still creation. But about what he did that we're going to unpack for the next couple of weeks. Okay? So let me pray for us. The band's going to come up and they're going to play to close us out. And if you guys have any questions or anything like that, I'm happy to answer any of those this evening. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we do love you and we do praise you and we thank you so much for the time that we can be here and open up your word. We thank you for the reality that you are a creator. You have created all that we can see, all that we can know. You have created everything that is good. And you've made a very good creation. Lord, I pray that you would bless our study that in the future as we look at what it means to be made in the image of God and as we look at the significance of being formed, not just spoken into being, but that we were, that we were knitted together, that God, you would make this time precious and you would help us to love you and your Son all the more. And it's in His name we ask these things and for His sake. Amen.